Your Martial Arts Movie Podcast. Ha ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai Boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And Drunken Karate Master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of Fail. How many dirty jokes can we make of with the title for this today's episode? Yeah, not the best title. I, I mean, it's it's not a horrible title, but for perverts and generally any guy out there, they're going to see something like this. Like us. Like, yeah. Like us. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Hero of Swallow. Why are we talking about Hero of Swallow? Uh, one of Yoon Bu's uh, starring movies. Uh, it, which is relatively obscure compared to the rest of his catalog. Well, it's because we're kind of running out of steam at this point. <laughs> well, we we covered we already covered the big ones, and then yes, we did. so I've been going through a lot of his movies, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it's hard to balance a film where it's enjoyable through and through, or he is you know front and center, and he's a great actor, or it's got good action so yeah it's it's hard to get a balance of all three of those sometimes when we when we have these themes and sometimes we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot by sticking with a theme but (laughs) you know we're we're covering yunbyo for this month and Mm -hmm. uh we we will be talking about his other movies as patreon extras you know giving just little reviews here for uh followers but Mm -hmm. For its own little episode, I thought, okay, Hero Swallow, very obscure, uh, but for the most part, uh, I th- I enjoyed the movie as a whole, mainly because of the fucking ending. Like, <laughs> like I like how this movie ends, and I don't want to spoil how it ends, because I like these types of endings, oh. but <laughs> yeah. What happens? <laughs> Again, not going to spoil it, but what happens? What happened at the end of this film? It's mm-hmm. it's like it's a okay. I I can't I can't talk about any I can't mention it anymore without spoiling it right. or like at least giving away something. But yeah, something happens at the end. It, it's really bizarre. Um, and does that detract from the whole viewing experience of Hero of Swallow? Um, I don't know. I I, I mean, I'll be completely frank. Um, this is one of those episodes that. Uh, or one of those movies that uh, it's not exactly the best in terms of Yoon Bu's catalog. It is something we can definitely talk about, or I guess compared to the rest of the films that we could have t- mentioned um, before we can finally talk about the big one that we'll be talking about next week. But I guess we, this is just to be completely up front and center. This is a relatively filler episode. <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't uh, say so. Like, I... As I was sitting through the movie, I was yeah. It it, it doesn't feel like a high budget Hong Kong movie. You can feel mm-hmm. that this was this is almost going into the direct to, television, you know, direct to television, direct to video market. Mm-hmm. But it it's not you know it's not there. It's just it's just above it. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I I like ideas about this movie. Like I I love. The idea of Yunbio being this "quote unquote" Robin Hood-like character, where he's just this good guy who has money 
and he's giving it to the poor people. He's giving it to the less fortunate. And it's funny because a lot of, if you look at like a lot of the summaries of this movie, they say he's Robin Hood. But when you think about it, he never steals money from anybody in this film. Hmm. Right? Okay. So he's technically yeah, not Yeah, so where Robin does he Hood. get this wealth from Exactly. Then? So that's why I was, that's one of the things I was trying to figure out. Why is he so wealthy? There is a line where somebody asks that and he just says, oh, I won big. So. <laughs> okay. We, sure. we don't know why he's wealthy. We're mm-hmm. assuming that because that's what these summaries are telling me. He's Robin Hood, but nothing in the movie is showing that he is robbing from the rich. Uh, well, not that he's robbing well, from the rich, but the second half of that is the Robin Hood character, right? Like he's giving to the poor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that he's robbing from the rich. I mean, he is, in, to some extent, when like showing it up like he he's antagonizing the rich and antagonizing yeah. the you know uh those people that doesn't mean yeah you know, I, I but he like for the most part he basically is just robin hood right mm-hmm. like like for the most part um and you are we're basically describing the whole story right now <laughs> that is basically the plot of it like he is robin hood okay <laughs> that's the movie um i mean there's a little bit more to it um just to give a little bit more about the, the synopsis uh, Yoon Byu is looking for his long-lost love, who was sold to to a whorehouse in Beijing. So he travels to Beijing to go find an Athena Chu, um, the the lovely Athena Chu, who I always talk greatly about. Um, Have you? I I don't remember her seeing her in any of the films <laughs> we spoke about. I feel like we have. I mean, I don't know. Like, no, I might be biased because I... I used to have a huge. I used to have a huge crush on her when I was a kid. So okay, yeah, I mean, yes, God, very, very she's lovely, fucking woman. gorgeous, um, dude. Look up any images of her now. Mm-hmm. She's fifty, still looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. she was Anyways, in the ac- the, she was in the accidental spy, mm-hmm. apparently uncredited, and we mentioned that. Yep. In an episode that we watched, the accidental I probably spy. did. I probably did. If if she was in it and I was watching it, I probably shouted her out and like, look, Athena Chu. I like this movie now. <laughs> no, uh, no, I mean, yeah. So that's the basic gist of it. Um, and then there's... Uh, so he dons a superhero-ish persona uh, called the the Swallow, I guess. I, I actually forget the actual name of it. It's just He's like, Swallow. Well, they refer to him as either the, the Hero Swallow or the Flying Thief. The Flying Thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, <laughs> it's kind of funny because... He himself, just regular clothes, just walking out in broad daylight. Uh, there's that persona. That's him. And then there's the ninja outfit that he puts on. Like, not nin- it's not ninjas because it's China. But now he there he puts on the like superhero uh, outfit that he wears in the middle of the night. And he does all the, the superhero stuff. Uh, but when he's in broad daylight in regular clothes, he is... Doing such a shit job hiding his identity. <laughs> he, oh, he really is. He really is. Uh, He's not even trying. No. Um, it, there, there's a moment when I the police are mm-hmm. kind of antagonizing him in this restaurant yep. because... I don't know. For some reason, they just see that he has money. So they're like, well, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I can be here. I can do whatever I want. And instead of just trying not to cause trouble... He offers the the captain a drink, and mm-hmm. then flicks something at 
at the I guess the the <laughs> wine like vase a, like a peanut so, or something. Yes, he flicks something at the wine vase so hard it explodes, and then he disappears off screen. Now yep. you know now he's wanted essentially, and he's hiding in this town. Like he should be trying to main be he should be trying to maintain a low profile and no. not causing trouble, not stirring up. Like all all these suspicions, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a little weird why he decided to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Like I, I have no idea what the hell he was thinking throughout the um, throughout like majority of the film. As soon as he like when anytime he's in his normal garb, I keep thinking that he's gonna maybe like he'll wiggle his way out of this. But like he is trying, he's not even trying. He's quite <laughs> literally just saying. Like, everyone just looks at him, and says like, "You're definitely." the thief you are definitely the mass thief and he's not he's barely saying like no he's just like maybe i am i don't know <laughs> he's like well you can't prove it they're like damn yeah, it yeah but you he's got not us. saying no <laughs> uh i mean not to spoil anything that like there is a plot point later where he gets uh, you know like they have they're like watching him vision vigilantly and you, you would think that maybe like oh I thought the movie was going to go in the direction where, like, he has a friend who's going to pretend to be the swallow. Uh, the, the swallow. I thought that too. The movie was setting it up as if it was it was going to go that route, but instead of doing that, he sneaks away, dresses up as a swallow just to beat up a couple couple people, and then he shows back up where he was supposed to be. So, like, no one's like no one knows what the hell. Like, no one suspects you know, like, him. Everyone exactly like, and no one suspects him. But then, like, literally in the next scene, he's just like, fuck it. And he just busts out. And he just, like, beats up everyone. And he's like, I'm per- I'm not even pretending yeah, anymore. Yeah, that, that was pretty funny. So um, yeah, but- I, I want to go back a little bit to what you were kind of saying with, when you're describing his outfit. So mm-hmm. as somebody who's not so familiar, I guess, with Chinese garments or fashion or, you know, of, of certain mm-hmm. time periods, this movie was mm-hmm. very confusing to me. Because um, if you were to watch this, you would think, uh, maybe for the layman, you would think like, oh, this is ancient ancient Chinese drama, maybe, right? Because of the traditional garments they're wearing. But then what you soon realize is it takes place, I believe, in like Japanese occupied China. Because then you see people, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you see the soldiers with weapons, with guns, so that it's modernizing it a little bit. So it starts to get a little visually confusing at least for maybe for me because i haven't watched so many of uh, of these hong kong films during this time period specifically you have mm-hmm. these you have these people in like the traditional outfits like the cheap pals or the or the long robes and then it'll cut to scenes with men in ties or in blazers mm-hmm. very very modern mm-hmm. looking or or bow ties yeah. yimbyo is in a bow tie and like a golf cap during this one scene like it it's it kind of for me because i'm not so familiar with this stuff it it, it feels like the time periods are out of place mm. but i but i understand like the blazer that you know that that is that does go back a while so to see right. that visually and then to have wuxia style martial art well maybe not martial arts wuxia style flying when you have people in quote-unquote modern outfits that is kind of like a visual disconnect for me 
Okay, I, I maybe not so much the first point you're making, but I think uh, for for me at least, but I think the second one does kind of I, I can understand that for sure. Um, in terms of like the wuxia, it's somewhere uh, like a marriage of wuxia esque movements with uh, relatively grounded fighting, mm-hmm. and I guess we can talk about the the action generally speaking, you know, like uh, you know, as a transition into that. Um, yeah, the the action. Uh, it, it like w- there's uh, there's a lot of acrobatics uh, involved in this movie. Um, a lot of the times, you know, like these characters will like fly off screen when they're not fighting, but when they're actually fight like engaged in a fight, they're it's a little bit more grounded. Uh, obviously, a little, like still cinematic in a way, but it's not like people aren't flying all across the screen like Crouching Tiger or anything of that sort. But as soon as they're you know if they're not fighting, you'll see people flying across the room. Yeah, uh, you know, like yeah. if they're not in the middle of combat. Did you did you catch that line where they said that Yunbiu like so they're accusing him of being the, you know the the flying thief. And they're like, well, yep. we know it's you. You flew in here. You, we literally saw you fly in here. And he said, other <laughs> yeah. people in Peking yep. can also fly. Everyone it, here can implying fly. Implying <laughs> that there are other people with these magical, you know, quote unquote, yeah. wuxia flying powers. I was like, oh, I, I missed that the first time. I, I half expected him to be like, yeah, everyone in these wuxia films can fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, in terms of the the fighting, like, yeah, like I said. When they're actually fighting, there's hand-to-hand combat. It's a little bit more grounded. It's definitely it's definitely but, more grounded when it's just yes. the, the normal fighting. But then they, uh, you mentioned, they throw in like the wire work when people are like, "Well, I got to get out of here," and they literally <laughs> fly away. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, there isn't enough in the movie that I felt like the fighting was ever it ever, never really excelled from a cinematic standpoint like it, it just had so many little technical hiccups and a lot it just felt like this whole movie was shot for television and it's a very hard uh, description like because you know uh it's very hard to describe that uh, in words but it really does have that like I don't want to use cheapness as like a derogatory term because you know like a lot of movies, especially the lower budget, literal low budget movies, and independent films, like they obviously are low budget, but there is a, an intentionality behind some of the fight choreography and the way that they're shot that feels like this would look well on a small screen versus a big screen, <laughs> right? Uh, like, and and I'm I might be a little bit based on or biased right now because I. You know, I grew up on like just watching tele- uh, TVB uh, fight scenes in the corner of my eye growing up, and like those fights, like yeah, people are doing flips, they're doing like uh, quote unquote choreography, but the way that they're shot is like extreme close-ups. People are, are kind of like it quite literally feels like people are dancing with one another. Um, people are spinning, twirling, twisting, but they're like twisting in unison. <laughs> and like this movie just screams all that. It doesn't feel like, for the most part, it doesn't have that same feel of like a, a theatrical martial arts movie experience. Um, and again, it's really hard to put into words. I don't like, again, you, you probably didn't have that going up, but did, I did, did, you, not. Get, did you get that sentence too? So for me, I wasn't getting a made for tv feel with the fights my issue a lot of my issue was with the cinematography actually okay yeah. and mm-hmm. i agree um it, it's weird so 
we, we we've been you know when we talk about the older movies like the Shaw movies uh, our complaints were something along the lines of they'll go on and on with the fights and mm-hmm. there'll be this amazing moment in there and they won't highlight it they'll almost like yeah. gloss over it and it'll, it'll just kind of mm-hmm. keep going uh, that things kind of got rectified in the 80s and the 90s where they realized like well we should we should highlight those those big moves by maybe cutting to a different angle showing slow motion for it and that's kind of what was happening and it was in so this movie is doing that it's it's cutting to different angles but one of the things i noticed uh, especially with the with the first fight which is oddly the best fight it's everything is shot too close Mm -hmm. like where there isn't enough room to breathe like you can see there's the choreography is there they're editing Mm -hmm. Maybe a little too much for my liking, but they're editing appropriately. Sure. But I'm, we're just too, literally, we're just too close to the action. Like, I want things to move out because I want to see mm. some more of these movements. I want to see a little bit more of the choreography. And the, the, the issue is the majority of this film takes place at night. And yeah. Yumbio oh. is wearing all black garbs. <laughs> Uh, yep. Think of uh, Zhang Ziyi's costume in Crouching Tiger. Like it, it. Mm-hmm. I was getting like a lot of parallels with that, with him flying around at night, and he's basically doing that mm-hmm. here. And because this is such, you know, this is like a DVD rip. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not the best quality, so you know, black on black, we can, you know, you can see it. It's it's lit all right but it, i i wish yeah. i wish it was just better i wish they didn't shoot all this at night well the first well i i don't know if i'd say the the first scene is the best and i will talk more about that in the action segment but yeah like it's probably the only scene where they sh- they they lit the night scene well yeah like the rest yeah. of the movie d- does not do a good job of that at all and um and that, that also might be a, a like us not getting the best transfer um like there was like a higher quality version that you mentioned, but yeah, that so one has there even, is it's even darker. Yeah, there is technically a 1080p version on YouTube uh, uploaded to you know a, a Chinese YouTube channel, and I looked at that, and the night scene is even darker than this. <laughs> so it's so it's so upsetting because it's it's definitely a higher resolution, so everything yep. during the day looks great, but then for some reason, I think maybe they oversaturated it. Uh, and just everything at night just turns black. Yeah. Like he is a black blob at night. It's it's like right, impossible right, to right. watch. Right. Um, well, like since we're talking about, it, like, I do want to kind of keep that this train going, and they talk talk about the action. So we'll we'll move into the the Patreon segment in a little bit. But I just to get it out of the way, the one thing that we did not mention enough is Yoon Byu's performance in this movie. And we should definitely talk about that from a general standpoint because uh, compared to the other two movies that we talked about this month, where we're like we we highlight we highlighted Yoon Byu's performance from a like um, from a like an acting uh, standpoint, uh, like acting standpoint, exactly, uh, not from a physical standpoint. Um, and he did a relatively good job in both movies, uh, I, I thought. Um, but this movie. He is milk toast. He is yeah, so bland. I, so I wouldn't say that's his fault. <laughs> it's not him. It's not yeah, him. This, this Maybe is, it is, but I don't know. This is story first. 
they load mm-hmm. up on the story because basically, I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I like the idea of this story. He's trying to find his lover who was sold into you know prostitution, and he's he dons this this persona so he could seek her out um, you know at night and then during yep. the daytime he befriends all these people and like it, it's a it's a nice little it's a nice little plot point that that drives his character forward but the problem mm-hmm. is they start adding in this stuff with this uh this jade like this v- valuable jade treasure that <laughs> everybody wants and that it goes like, nowhere. That just ruins like everything about this movie because we have to spend so much time with the police officers, mm-hmm. with like the commander, yep. with the owner of the jade, and then his master. And yeah, we I, I realize that we start getting less of Yoon Byu and more about the setup with this jade piece. That yeah, uh, you know, we'll spoil it later, but it just it kind of goes nowhere, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the movie, if if there's ever an instance where it feels like Hollywood, Hong Kong movies just make their scripts up as they go, this might be a good example of that <laughs> because uh, it it really doesn't feel like the story moves along at in any sort of way that would count as good storytelling. Because like the the main story is he is there to find his his lover. Uh, who was sold basically sold sex trafficked um and then everything in between is just it's just pointless fodder is it, it just it just it's filler essentially and it doesn't go anywhere it, it eats up a lot of the runtime and all I, I just want to get to the end of the film like once we get closer to the final confrontations things actually got quite dramatic um and like regarding like what happens to his lover and like him seeing her again but even that isn't done well, <laughs> and, and, that, well I, and that's what like we'll talk about when we get yeah, to the end. I think the impact is lessened because we don't really get to spend a lot of time with him. We yeah. get flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know, I didn't realize the movie was going to do this, but we get flashbacks to their relationship and yeah. flashbacks mm-hmm. to how she was taken. And it's kind of funny because they're so rapidly cut together and abruptly cut. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh my god, what what's going on? We're just in a completely new. <laughs> time frame now so yeah i was wondering if that was those were like scenes taken from another movie i don't know they look different like yoon Bu looks a lot younger in those those scenes oh maybe maybe be, i'm just imagining right, things that'd i don't be know an interesting theory if they're just <laughs> hey the movie's pretty splice, cheap already i wouldn't slicing, be surprised slicing footage <laughs> yeah. together yeah yeah it's a shame because yeah, yeah all that stuff that starts to happen towards the end when they finally when you know when you find when they finally reunite and and all this stuff that happens like it could have been a lot more impactful if we, you know, got a better sense of their relationship. You know, like we yeah. understand, okay, we need to care about him because the situation is not friendly and he's trying to do good of it. Yes, you know, that's that's something we get, but we're not seeing their relationship on screen. So you just kinda have to assume, oh, we should mm-hmm. like these people because he's trying to you know, <laughs> he's trying to save her. Yeah, well, you're you're supposed to get a good semblance of you get a semblance of like who he actually is as a person because he's doing all these nice deeds for everyone, uh, like the impoverished uh, townsfolk or village villagers, um, and even that doesn't help at all. I thought that would actually come back into play 
into the movie it really doesn't have any sort of payoff at all like the fact that he's so good to everyone Mm -hmm. maybe it's supposed to have some sort of impact in literally the last two minutes of the film but uh, like there wasn't any sort of story driven payoff from that like it wasn't like oh because he was so good to everyone in town um he gets some like he gets that to be bailed out of like a bad situation right like it doesn't doesn't happen like that and it, it feels like they were setting it up to be this way this whole time like why is he being so kind to everyone oh just because okay yeah so why are we, are we spending so much time with him just like uh, why are we spending so much of the runtime with him just doing these niceties for no reason well i would say like we i don't think we spent enough of the runtime with him doing niceties like we get that opening mm-hmm. sequence where he saves uh-huh. a few people and they do come back in the movie. One of them comes back in a bigger role. Uh, this this mm-hmm. man who, you know, his mother was getting sold into sex trafficking as mm-hmm. well or, or slavery. And he assists her, yeah. him. He then helps him out later. I, I think this could have been better if we got more scenes of him helping out different, uh, you know, a multitude of characters. So when things ultimately come back at the end, it's like we then start spotting them in the end. And, mm-hmm. and, and that would probably feel like more important maybe more maybe but it, it, you know it's hard it's hard to talk about this in generalities at, like at all because i really do want to talk about that in more detail yeah sure because <laughs> i definitely have more i have a lot of complaints about the way this movie ends mm-hmm. and like in terms of like how there doesn't have, seem to be a payoff for all these things um but i can't talk about it anymore without spoiling the movie right <laughs> so if you want to hear us go into it you know because uh it, it will i think it will be fun to talk about uh this yeah. ending uh, yeah, you gotta listen to us on Patreon. Uh, it's only a dollar, I think, right? So yeah, yeah, Stop yeah, being yeah. Cheap. Things might shift around <laughs> and, and support <laughs> the, us. <laughs> the The Patreon tiers are gonna change a little bit because uh, Zero had a great idea. Um, we are gonna be. There are a lot of movies that we usually cover in these really brief little stints at the end of the year. But I think that like just because we have these i these movies fresh in our minds it'd be best like like to cover them like right on the spot and like do like these mini episodes um that you'll be able to find on patreon going forward uh but there'll be mini episodes they're usually usually these movies don't have enough action or a leg to stand on on their own to be a full episode so you'll definitely be able to hear more about those specific movies if you follow us on patreon so go support us there um I guess, but now we're going to talk about Hero Swallow now, so uh, I'm sure you guys are just riveted and want to know more about this movie. (laughs) They're like, what the fuck is this movie about? Uh, Okay, so we're going to go right into it. Um, Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There, you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. But anyways, that's... The Hero Swallow. The Hero Swallow. (laughs) (laughs) We're past the spoilers at this point. That ending... Oh boy, that ending! Does it ruin the whole movie, or is, was the movie already ruined at that point? So uh, we're out of the Patreon section, but I'll repeat it: the ending mm-hmm. saves it for me. <laughs> I, although I know, oh I God, know you effect. don't agree with that, but for me, nope. it saves it because it's just 
something it's something else it's different and i was like all right well the movie was a little forgettable but uh i don't know like i i like these types of endings personally so yeah that that's why mm. i'm gonna remember this movie because of that last image yeah 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 I, I i get it i get it um i mean throughout the whole movie uh like, like they I, I think the movie has a lot of problems with, with plotting and, and pacing in general um like there's like the 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 main goal the main character has a main goal he's trying to accomplish and then along the way there's just a lot of shit there's no substance it doesn't add to the overall story whatsoever, and it feels like the movie does meander a lot. So, like right off the bat, I just tell you, like I would not recommend watching it from beginning to end. Um, yeah, like there's, it's, it's not a, a good viewing experience in my opinion. Um, some of the fighting's okay, but uh, uh, like they're they also they're not anything. They're they're just mediocre to serviceable, I guess. You know, like the, even the the good fights in this movie, the, the the early one, I guess the the one where he's taking on that one guy in the very beginning, that has problems. And then there's the like, one like towards the middle of the movie. But Leah, like outside of those fights, like yeah, like this, the the rest of the fights in the movie, they all have big issues, and we've talked about that plenty in the action segment. But anyways, uh. I don't know. I feel like you have the same sentiments, right? Yeah, I mean, it, this is a hard, hard one to recommend. Um, mm. I guess, uh, you know, we're, we're, so we're trying to find movies where Yumbi is the star and, you know, he's mm-hmm. got some decent fights or it's at least a decent movie. Uh, I, we, we kind of covered all the good ones, at least in our opinion. So we're, yeah. we're, we're scraping a little bit here. But out of out of all of the obscure ones, like I watched a bunch, and we're gonna talk about it. So like I think yeah yeah this might be the best one, but some of the mm-hmm. other ones are interesting to talk about because of maybe you know the the themes or the subject or how bafflingly bad the choreography is. <laughs> so <laughs> sure sure yeah like okay. if you're gonna if you're if you're looking for a Yunbu starring movie and you're running out of stuff like this isn't you know this isn't horrible i love i love the ending mm-hmm. personally i like these types of endings i don't want to give it away like it's it's just, i don't know like it 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 saves the movie for me even though the movie is not savable really mm, okay that's fair that's fair um yeah uh we'll definitely cover by the end of this what we'll, we'll have all of you and Bue's starring movies covered at least all the movies that, that you've watched um but there is one more week of this month, and there's one more movie that we have not oh covered. Oh my god, if, if I don't like this movie, I'm going to be so confused. 